0: What's happening guys? Sam Adams here and welcome to a brand new episode of Caffeinate today for February the 7th of 2019. My name is Samuel Adams and welcome to today's show. I apologize for being a bit late. I ran a 5k directly before I began this podcast and I had to rest for a minute because this would not have been a good show otherwise. However, for those that don't know, this is a daily gaming news podcast where I bring you the hottest gaming news from around the industry and I pack it up in one tight, neat little podcast for you to enjoy during your daily activities. And let me tell you, we have more talk about Apex Legends, the game that will absolutely not stop. The growth for this thing is absolutely insane. Of course, it is free, so it's kind of to be expected, and it is the hottest game on Twitch and other online entertainment sources at the current time. But I digress. We'll talk more about that in a moment. So, of course, we have talk about the new player count for Apex Legends. On top of that, Apex Legends has hit a Twitch running start with $200,000 worth of money going towards a competition amongst players. In addition to that, we also have EA Teasing, potentially a PS4 version of EA Access, their uh, subscription-based service. Epic Games Store version of Axiom Verge has briefly been broken due to a mistake with a Steam file. The game was a direct copy of the Steam version, and guess what, when you copy and paste it, whether it be in college or in game development, you're probably gonna get caught by one person or another. Now, on top of that, we have more talk coming out of the EA pretty much earnings call that happened earlier in the week, where we do have a bit more insight as to why uh, big wigs do believe that Battlefield Five did not perform as well as hoped. In fact, sold less than uh, less than intended by about one million copies. And of course, I do have some deals for you guys for the weekend. We have buy a Switch, get a thirty-five dollar eShop credit card, and not a credit card. You know what I'm saying. And we have the limited time Tetris Effect demo if you did want to dive into that now in the chat spike tiger says fully trimmed to the wired sam got a trim sam did indeed get a trim i appreciate it when you guys notice that i do things like get nice haircuts and things i invest in myself to invest in the show because if i look like garbage the show is garbage who am i kidding the show's garbage anyways just kidding very proud of my work that i do right here Uh, but without further ado let's go ahead and dive into the gaming news of the day Apex Legends hits 10 million players in just 3 days, that's 72 hours for those that don't know. Developer Respawn believed that it was putting a lot on the line with the surprise launch of Apex Legends, but it looks like the decision was the right one. Just 3 days after launch, the game has reached 10 million players. Fortnite in comparison took 2 weeks to hit the same milestone. That's massive. Quote, we knew it would be risky to take the franchise in this direction. To go free to play and do a surprise launch, Respawn CEO Vince Zampella wrote in a blog post. But we fell in love with Apex Legends and wanted, needed other people to play it too. In addition to the overall player count, the developer also says that Apex has already reached 1 million concurrent players. That's 1 million people playing at one specific time. Absolutely crazy. Apex Legends is a free-to-play battle royale game set in the Titanfall universe, and it's a game that mashes together elements of some of the most popular online shooters. It features Overwatch-style hero characters, along with the core gameplay of Fortnite and PUBG. Notably, it requires players to squat up in groups of three, though it includes a number of accessibility features so that you can play it without voice chat, though I would highly, highly recommend voice chat if you do have that capability. In addition to Apex, Respawn is also working on Star Wars game that is expected to launch this year, and publisher EA says that related Titanfall experiences are also in the works, and they say, quote, we have so much more in store for you this year. So... If you have not already tried out the game, I've been playing it a good bit on and off. It's been the game that I have played this week solely. It's the only game that I've had time to play this week, uh, and I have deeply enjoyed my time with it. Of course, I would highly recommend, as I just said, uh, using your microphone, communicating with your teammates, and really playing the game in the way that it's meant to be played. Uh, But with that being said, even if you don't have a mic or you don't want to use a mic, the call-out system in the game is still uh, pretty incredible overall, and I expect nothing but the best from this game uh, up until this point. It's crazy how good this game actually is. uh, When you consider that it was a surprise launch, that it is free to play, it truly is Uh, A game that I think is going to go down in history as one of the games that really did prove that the free-to-play model is one that is going to be sticking around. Just as Fortnite did before it, uh, Apex Legends is continuing to drill that into my mind and also in the minds of many other players. And I'm sure that over the next few weeks we'll be talking more and more on this podcast about uh, how many people are playing and on top of that, how many people are paying Uh, to actually get content within the game, because there is, without a doubt in my mind, a good bit of revenue being made from this experience right now. I personally have not spent any money on this, and also, as a side note, the monetization in-game, the in-game currency system, is incredibly fair, it is not biased or unfair in any kind of way, shape, or form, it's just a genuinely solid free-to-play experience, this is the way you do it, if you are going to be doing it, in my humblest of opinions. But again, the game is out right now for free on the PC, PS4, and the Xbox One, so jump in and give it a shot, and hey, if you get good enough at the game, guess what? There is a $200,000 competition coming to Twitch for Apex Legends. That is right, the free-to-play battle royale title Apex Legends that launched just two days ago already is hosting its first big tournament on Twitch. The Twitch Rivals Apex Legends Challenge takes place on February 12th and February 19th and features 48 streamers competing for $200,000 in prizes which said in a blog post on Wednesday. Some of the online personalities participating in the event include Dr. Disrespect, TSM Myth, Disguised Toast, Shroud, and more. Each day's competition features 16 three-player squads who must earn the most points to win. Five points are awarded for each match victory, while each kill awards one point. Quote, to win, a streamer squad has to show they've mastered the unique abilities of the game's roster of legends. Plus, they'll have to make the most of Apex Legends' new additions to the BR genre, like smart comms for improved callouts and respawn beacons for defying death, Twitch said. The Twitch Rivals Apex Legends challenge where live on the slash Twitch Rivals channel. Apex Legends is the latest game from Titanfall developer, all of that good stuff that we've been saying for the past seventy-two hours. Uh, but <clears throat> This is no shock to anybody. Of course, this was something that was being developed internally uh, during the development of Titanfall. I mean, sorry, Apex Legends, my bad. Uh, But you're going to be seeing this kind of thing whenever a big game from a big name developer launches. Obviously, this game wasn't completely a surprise to everybody. There were people behind the scenes that were able to keep their mouths shut and pretty much uh, create a cool experience and a cool esports atmosphere coming right out of the gate for Apex Legends. Uh, And of course, as we've been seeing on Twitch, as I said at the beginning of the show, pretty much everybody that's been playing Fortnite for the past, I don't know, year and a half roughly, whatever it might have been, uh, has pretty much switched over at least briefly or temporarily to Apex Legends as the go-to game. Uh, Even people that I have considered to be pretty much dedicated Fortnite streamers at this point, like Dakotas, uh, for instance, has switched over to Apex Legends, at least for the time being, and has seen some pretty relative success in doing so. Uh, Could this be the game that ends up killing Fortnite? It very well could be. Again, I'm not going to put all of my eggs in one basket, but as of right now, uh, between the 10 million player count and on top of that, this brand new uh, tournament that's coming to Twitch Rivals, you could be seeing the beginning of the end for the giant epic game. Just kidding. It's the new Minecraft. It'll be around for a hot, hot minute. Whenever I walk into my local Kohl's, for those that don't know, Kohl's is like a clothing store, and I see Fortnite merchandise in not only the kids section, but also the adults men's section, no. It's not going anywhere, don't worry about it, Fortnite's going to be around for a hot minute. With that being said, if you did want to check out some of the other EA games, there is a service called EA Access, and as of right now, it's been out on the Xbox One and the PC, but it very well could be coming to the PlayStation 4 pretty soon, if and tease from EA may be believed. Electronic Arts has offered a tease about bringing a subscription service to a new platform, and it could be EA Access for PlayStation 4. During the company's latest earnings call, management said, "Quote In the year ahead, we plan to offer a subscription service on another major platform. No further specifics were divulged, but EA Access for PS4 lines up with the tease. It is one of EA's subscription services, and PS4 certainly is a major platform. Of course, EA Access launched in 2014 on the Xbox One before coming to PC in 2016 under the name Origin Access. A Sony rep said in 2014 that EA Access quote does not bring the kind of value PlayStation customers have come to expect. We don't think asking our fans to pay an additional 5 bucks a month for this EA-specific program represents good value on the PlayStation gamer, Sony said at the time. That's a hard line against EA Access, but Sony also initially refused to allow crossplay before eventually allowing it for Fortnite and later Rocket League. Things can change. Reached for comment, an EA rep told GameSpot that the company, quote, has no further details to share at this point regarding the tease made during the earnings call. You can keep checking back, of course, with GameSpot if you did want to keep up to date with the information, or I'll always tell you right here on Caffeinate if that does end up going live. Now, EA Access is a subservice that for five bucks a month or thirty bucks a year gets subscribers access to a growing library of free games along with discounts for all EA digital content. Not only that, but members can play EA's upcoming games ahead of time because no version of EA Access is on PS4, the only platform where the game is unplayable, perform launch. What? the only platform where the game is unplayable before launch, perhaps is the better way to put that. Uh, There are also perks like bonuses in new EA games like Apex Legends. So... Of course, that's pretty much what you can expect from the service. Uh, But I would love to see this. And I think that Sony right now is going through a period of evolution where these age old, I guess, kind of assets, these age old mindsets, uh, the perspective that they've had over the course of the past five to 10 years is beginning to change. Uh, It's just one of those situations where the entire industry is continuing to move forward and a lot of companies are doing a lot of different things. And Sony has been seeing the beginning of the end uh, when. it comes to the way that things have traditionally been for their specific model of business and they've been reluctant uh, to embrace a new way that gamers are getting access to some of the biggest games coming out each and every year Uh, and EA Access is one of the biggest subscription services out there right now. To see it come to a PlayStation 4 near me uh, would be absolutely phenomenal. I think it's a perfect fit, and for five bucks a month, you get a lot of bang for your buck. Of course, I would love to see every subscription service come everywhere, but again, these are some grand hopes that we have, and in a society where I'm so used to having all these consoles and all these services uh, separated by an invisible barrier, I'm still going to, you know, not hold my breath over this entire situation, but it does seem like there's a tease for some kind of subscription service coming to a major platform in 2019, or at least in the next fiscal year for Electronic Arts. So, I think that we're done for EA for at least one story, and then we're going to talk about Battlefield 5. But Epic Game Store's version of Axiom Verge has been briefly broken due to a mistake with a Steam file. Axiom Verge, the 2D Metroid-like that it itself is quite liked, is free on the Epic Game Store right now. That means that you can download it and start playing it, which many people did, only to discover there was a progress-blocking bug exclusive to the Epic Game Store version. When players entered a certain room, the game would just crash without fail. It turns out the reasons why are related to Steam and a bad case of find and replace. Players stated, noticing the issue earlier today, and were tweeting to Epic and developer Tom Happ over the issue. Some started speculating that perhaps Epic's launcher had something to do with it, but the answer was actually something way simpler. Hap had accidentally named a sound file an inconvenient name. For anyone missing steam.xnb from the Epic Store, please go to AV in your library, click the gear icon, verify, then update. I was thinking it being Epic and all. I shouldn't include valves, DLLs, and such, so I excluded all files with Steam in the name. Oops, he says on Twitter. Basically, in preparation for the Epic Games Store launch, Hap deleted every instance of the word Steam from the game. This meant that a sound file of actual Steam coming out of pipes wasn't playing and the game would crash because it could not find it. The glitch has since been fixed, and of course, you can check out the game right now for free on the Epic Games Store. No subscription required. That's hilarious. I think that's just one of the funniest little things that I've seen this entire week. I just love this story. The fact that I I can just visualize Tom Hap going into, I don't know, just a giant wall of code, you know, and and just going Control-A, Control-F, Steam, and then Control-A again, and then delete. Probably wouldn't work that way, but that's the way that I see it in my mind. Uh, So if you have already tried to download Axiom Verge on the Epic Games Store, then I would go ahead and verify that update and get the game working the way that it should the first time so you don't have to deal with that crashing. Uh, But overall, we didn't want people to get too steamed over the issue as spike says in the chat so ha a hearty hearty ha from me now let's talk about battlefield 5 now of course we talked earlier in the week about the fact that the earnings for the game and for ea overall uh, were down as compared to the expectation primarily battlefield 5 sold about a million copies less than anticipated from electronic arts and now we know sort of kind of why at least according to Andrew Wilson. Now, Electronic Arts Chief Executive Andrew Wilson claims Battlefield 5 failed to meet internal sales expectations due to poor marketing and unfortunate timing as a result of development delays. The World War II shooter sold 7.3 million units during Q3 and around 1 million less than EA had initially anticipated. And Wilson has lamented the fact that development changes pushed its launch into a more difficult window. Speaking during a recent earnings call, he also claimed that the decision to prioritize a single player campaign over a BR mode, which will eventually launch in March of 2019, four months after Battlefield 5 first hit shelves, also hurt sales. Quote, if I think about Battlefield V more holistically, I think we did not do a great job of building momentum early in the project, he commented. And I think about this not just in the context of development, but I think about this in the context of our broader execution against the entire campaign. Our launch didn't resonate as strongly as we would have liked it to with players, and we were never truly able to catch up. He suggested the game stalled while competitors like Call of Duty, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Fortnite continued to gain momentum, leaving Battlefield fighting an uphill battle when it eventually landed on shelves. Quote, I think that we made the right decision to move the title in service of quality of the game. And on balance, those that bought the game really enjoyed it, and the game was better for that move, continued Wilson. But the combination of a poor start in our marketing campaign, together with what I think was a longer development cycle, that put us into a more competitive window. And of course, you can find more about Battlefield 5 and the situation right now via Game of Sutra over there with their article, which is very well written by Chris Kerr. Good job, my dude. Good job. Now, of course, as I've said, uh, I am a big fan of Battlefield 5. I haven't played it recently because, of course, Apex Legends, my dude, and on top of that, Resident Evil 2 Remake, my dude, good games, fantastic games. Uh, but it makes sense to me that the marketing would be the sole reason why Battlefield 5 has not performed well. Because thinking back to the fall, there was no gradual buildup. There was no hype around Battlefield 5. I mean, even whenever the beta hit, there wasn't like a genuine excitement. It was just like, oh, it's a new Battlefield, hurrah. You know, it's that kind of situation where it just was going through the motions of releasing a brand new Battlefield game, and it just so happened that this year was a World War II game. Now, did the delay uh, potentially harm the game in the long run? Absolutely. Uh, But all of this to the side, what does this mean for the future of Battlefield? Of course, this is not going to be the end of Battlefield. I'm sure that the next Battlefield game is already deep into the development cycle. But more so, Battlefield 5 is unique when it comes to Battlefield games because the DLC model is different than any game that's come before it in the franchise. Every piece of DLC that is coming out for Battlefield 5 is free. All of the new maps, all of the new anything. It's all free. There is no season pass. And this was a fantastic gamer-centric idea where it was going to be better for the consumer uh, to be able to buy a game one time for 60 bucks and to continue to come back to the game uh, to not only unify the player base later on in the life of the game, uh, but to keep people excited for new stuff that was coming their way that they didn't have to pay for. And so, this is a fantastic business model for a lot of reasons if executed appropriately. But, how are the people behind the scenes going to see this? How are the investors going to perceive what's happening with Battlefield 5? will they see this and think we should have done a season pass to kind of uh, make up for lost ground when it comes to how poorly the game sold in the long run? Uh, What are they going to understand about the situation that Battlefield 5 finds itself in? And that's kind of where I'm sitting right now uh, on the entire situation with BF5. It's a good game. It's got a lot of good aspects going for it. The campaign is one of the most unique approaches to a first person shooter campaign that I've seen in recent memory. Uh, Because it's not one giant campaign, I can sit down and play a chunk of the campaign that is a story from beginning to end in roughly around two hours if I do well with it. Uh, That's something that I love because I don't have to sit there and grind for days and days and days to have a complete story from beginning to end. It's a very well-done game from the beginning of the campaign to the, you know, final level of multiplayer, Uh, but I digress. I could talk about Battlefield Five all day and how beautiful the game is, even on PS4 and other consoles but I digress. We'll see what happens with Battlefield. Uh, Electronic Arts has a lot of decisions to make across the board, but specifically with this franchise, the next game's gotta kill it because Battlefield 4, of course, is now uh, one of the best-selling games on the PlayStation 4 for its entire generation, Uh, but Hardline did not get the attention that it really needed. Uh, Battlefield 1 was okay, but it still was not the great game that we all kind of anticipated the next Battlefield would be, and now Battlefield 5, in the midst of uh, a lot of talk in the game and community has not done that well overall Uh, so I would love to see it make a resurgence but hey we'll see what happens as the game does continue to evolve and gets more content over the next few months who knows people could come back to it this br mode could be the next big thing I doubt it but it could be So moving on to the deals of the day, because I always try and get you guys some really good deals whenever I'm out there scouring the internet, trying to find news stories for this specific podcast. And guess what? If you don't already have a Nintendo Switch, you can buy one now and you can get a free $35 eShop card. Now, of course, it's not really free because you're buying a Nintendo Switch and they're throwing it in. They're bundling it together. So you can kind of, you know what I'm saying? The Switch is quite successful for Nintendo with over 22 million units sold worldwide. However, if you are one of the gamers out there who hasn't purchased a Nintendo Switch yet, Nintendo is giving you a new financial incentive to consider. On February the 15th, the company will roll out a brand new bundle that comes with $35 worth of eShop credit. The bundle is priced at $299 and comes with a code that can then be redeemed on the eShop for currency. That money can then be applied towards any purchase from Nintendo's digital platform, and if that level of choice is overwhelming, of course there are many guides, including those on Game Informer, out there for you to figure out what you do want to buy with that 35 bucks. Uh, when it comes to bundles, uh, this is one of the best deals out there right now, because when you see a game bundled in with a console, let's say that it comes with Diablo 3, I believe that was one of the uh, Nintendo Switch bundles that hit store shelves a couple of months back, you get Diablo, if that's what you're into, but ultimately that's all you get. With 35 bucks on the eShop and a genuinely good sale, which is something that Nintendo has done differently for this generation, uh, you can get... A good handful of really really solid games and that's pretty awesome Uh, so if you did want to jump in and get a Nintendo switch this is pretty much the bundle that I would go for right now of course it doesn't come with any kind of special edition console it's just the basic bare-bones Nintendo switch but if you're not looking for anything fancy like a limited edition or perhaps some kind of decal on the side of the switch whatever you might be into this might be the edition for you and we'll see what happens with this one as far as sales go it could propel them to the top And the final story of the day, do not miss, my friends, do not miss the limited time Tetris Effect demo that is going to be on PS4 this weekend. This is a fantastic game. I love Tetris and I love Tetris Effect. It is gorgeous. It is well done. The music is phenomenal. Play this demo and if you do enjoy it, jump in and give it a shot. It's back, but only for the weekend. Tetris Effect is such a treasure, and I hope the author says, and also me, everyone who hasn't taken a chance on it yet considers doing so soon. The limited-time demo is coming back on Friday, February the eighth, and it'll be playable until Monday, February the eleventh. And you will need an online connection, even though that is not required for the full game. While the PS4 demo is active, you'll also be able to buy the game at twenty-five percent off. Not too bad. This weekend trial includes three stages from the journey campaign mode and two effects modes, marathon mode in which you'll strive to clear over 150 lines, and mystery mode in which game-altering modifiers are dished out at random, including gigantic puzzle pieces and temporary screen flipping. These selections are an all-around good sampling of what Tetris Effect has to offer. It's one of those games where playing is believing, so even if you've never been a Tetris diehard, it is worth trying. To put it into perspective, Tetris Effect holds weekend events where the community plays specific modes to reach a collective point goal. Even if I'm not always home to participate in these rituals, I'm still thinking fondly of the game. It's been like that every single weekend since launch last November. Uh, So if you have not given it a shot, by all means, Tetris Effect looks very, very solid, and I am very, very impressive, or at least impressed with what we have here. I'm also very impressive. Let's be real here. Uh, But if you have not, again, played Tetris Effect free this weekend, demo on PS4, and you can dive in and give it a shot for yourself, and come back here and let me know what you think. But that wraps it up for today's episode of Caffeinate. If you did enjoy today's show, be sure to drop me a like down below if you are watching on YouTube. If you are hanging out in the chat, I appreciate you being here as well, even though Alan says there is going to be potentially some ice overnight, and it's quite nippy. You chose the right path, my friend. You stayed inside. You watched a podcast, even though you did half a mile in five minutes flat. Very impressive stuff. Uh, But again, the podcast is hosted five days a week on twitch.tv slash the Samuel Adams. If you did want to check it out at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. But until tomorrow for Friday's episode of Caffeinate, I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of the night and peace.